Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and the world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Alrighty then. Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. How is everybody doing today? It is, let's see, for the best week. Oh my god, what day is it? We don't even know what day it is. Quarantine's just getting over here and we don't even know who we are anymore, what we're supposed to be doing. Oh boy. May 20th. Wow, another Bessie's uh, birthday is coming up. Happy birthday to other Bessie's. I love the Bessie's. Have your Bessie's around, you know? So, thick and thin, they're the ones that are always there. Yay for Bessie's. And yay for Wednesday, Wednesday. All right, folks, fingers crossed uh, that this show goes on the entire time it's supposed to. Because, um, in fact, I'm going to have to call in and find out if we're even happening right now. Um, we've had so many technical problems, and I'm so sorry. I apologize uh, severely. I'm severely apologizing for that. Um, because, uh, nope, still being on the show. Check and see if you're paying attention. I've been calling. Uh, not calling. Because you can't call Blog Talk Radio. What's up with that, folks? You can't call them. Um, so I have been um, emailing and emailing and emailing and emailing and nothing, absolutely nothing. This has gone on for, you know, I mean, the show's been having problems for so long. But basically, um, it, you know, it, it's Christmas time. Just kidding. I couldn't help myself. We've all been in quarantine. I know you guys are like, oh, what? Some of you are still smoking bowls and you're going, what? Yeah, basically, you've been there that long. Um, so if you're going out in the world into quarantine, I my best advice is to be safe in traffic. <laughs> oh, my God. Tucson <laughs> traffic is back with a vengeance. And people are rude. They're honking at me at the bank because I took too long depositing money. All right. Um, we call into the show. That's what I was going to do. It's kind of hard to call into your show while you're hosting your show and checking on your show. So it's just the show checking, hosting. <laughs> 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 All 
Big applause to Tumbleweed Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Um, come on down for certifications. We're open Monday through Friday, uh, 10 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 3 right now. Sundays we are closed for cleaning and um, to get ready for the following week. So we will be opening back up on Sundays because we will, we have been open Sundays for a long time, and it's it's pretty helpful for people. Uh, there are a lot of people that, you know, when they had their regularly scheduled jobs, Sunday was their only day off. And, and for years, people were like, come on, why don't you open Sundays? And we're like, ah, give us a day off. <laughs> <laughs> but no day off. They said, you open. We said, okay. So we did. Anyway, um, welcome to Weed Day Wednesday. And we'd like to thank um, Canna Health Online Digital Magazine. You don't have to go anywhere but where you are to listen to them. Canna Health is a digital magazine focused on knowledge, safe access, and advocacy with a monthly subscription readership. It's loaded with scientific and clinical articles from various healthcare professionals. Profiles of cannabis clinics offering safe access to medicines, national and local organizations open to the public, and real-life patient success stories. It's free to subscribe, so don't miss another issue of Canna Health. That's right. Check them out. There's a link on our website if you go to tumbleweedcellcenter.com. Check out the radio section. You can scroll down and see a couple of our sponsors. Growers House is down there at 3635 East 34th Street. Get on down to check them out in person or growershouse.com for all your, guess what, growers need um so you can check out the radio show people ask how do i listen well you can listen right there um there's a little right under the weeds day wednesday picture there's a uh a play button and i think you can just listen in right right as we're uh streaming live right now uh you can listen to past episodes here or on itunes and uh if you are in tucson come on down anybody anywhere and come on any part of the United States, get on down here. But any part of Arizona, come on down if you want to get certified or get some CBD. And we have um, one of our staff learned a new term the other day, head shop. All right. Who knows what a head shop is? Raise your hand. All of you, sit down. Yes, a head shop is the same thing as a smoke shop out there, folks. Um, it's the place to get your cannabis accessories. Um Good morning, Grand Island. How is Grand Island today? So, yes, a head shop. So, we are technically, <laughs> we have a tiny little head shop, um, but we have cannabis accessories, everything from vaporizers to pipes to bongs to, we've got a, a really cool hippie van pipe, um, bong. And it's ceramic. It's beautiful. And we've got a cereal bowl bong and a coffee cup bong and a rubber ducky bong. So get on down to 4826 East Broadway Boulevard and come see us. You can give us a call at 520-838-4430. If you want to call into the show, it's 646-915-8421. And later, we're going to, in just a little bit, we're going to listen to more of Doug Fine's book because it seems to be the only thing that wants to play during our show. So, um, Buggy Fresh and the Ghost, we're going to be listening to them. Uh, if you want to get certified here in Arizona, it's it's pretty simple. And um, we we try to make it as simple as possible. Uh, we've got um, <clears throat> a great website here with all sorts of information. 
And what conditions qualify you for a medical cannabis card, you ask? PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain, severe nausea, seizures, including epilepsy, HIV, hep C, ALS, Crohn's disease, agitation of Alzheimer's disease, which can be a whole host of things. Um, and that can lead into dementia. Um, but we learned that there are just, you know, into almost 30 different types of Alzheimer's. So um, really good for that because what it does, I'm going to veer a little bit here, but cannabis eats the plaque away that causes the disconnect. Um, so learn something new every day. Uh, cachexia or wasting syndrome. Thank you, Dr. George, for teaching me that one. Um, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including multiple sclerosis. And you're also eligible for a medical cannabis card. Um, if you're, if just the treatment that you're on is causing any of those conditions, and if you didn't see or see, if you don't see it on the website, you didn't hear it here, um, there are conditions that we can um, certify you for, it, migraines, fibromyalgia, things like that. If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. You can also just go to the website and um, scroll down. There's a form you fill out and say, hey, what's the deal? And we'll answer your questions. And Cannabis Kid, are you here with us? Good morning, Bellstar. And everybody the out there. Oh, we love it. We love it. How's your morning going? going great. I just wanted to call in and say hi to everybody. And sorry, I couldn't be there this morning. Um, well, that's a thing you know, we love. When... Opening back up here in good oh, old yeah. Tucson. Um, uh, oh, yeah. The market is cray-cray. Uh, cray-cray. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's growing. <laughs> it's growing. We definitely have people moving here from left and right. And, nice. um, you know, having a great... Uh, Health Center, like Tumbleweeds Health Center, is great for um, anybody new coming into town that needs their medical marijuana card. Um, and their friendly staff will help you get acquainted with the area and with the dispensaries in the area. Along That's, with, uh, all, yeah. It's funny you say that because a, a lady walked in the other day and she's like, I'm brand new to Tucson. And I just happened to walk out into the main area and I saw her and I was like, oh, well, welcome to Tucson. I said, there's Perfect. so much to do here. And she was like, what, really? I said, oh, yeah. And I, we just started writing stuff down for her. She had like a list of 10 things of, to, of different um, places she could go hiking, sightseeing, fun things for her, her family, her kids, her dogs. Um, she was really thrilled that she came in, to, I mean, just to get CBD and <laughs> some information about the town. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you need to buy a house, we know someone. We know a guy. <laughs> Well, you know what's great about Tumbleweeds is that you guys have everything right there, and it feels comfortable and safe when you walk in. Um, you get all your questions answered, um, even the ones you didn't know you you wanted to ask. So, <laughs> I um, didn't know. <laughs> yeah. Even though you didn't know. So, 
Exactly. Yes, you guys have been awesome. Um, I have been uh, a member. Well, how would I? I've been getting certified at uh, Tumbleweeds mm-hmm. for the last going on eight years now. This is, I think, yeah. my eighth oh. year. Wow. Wow, that's fantastic. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. We had a patient come in the other day that it was his ninth year. Every year that we had been open, he had got certified with us. Yeah. That, I was like, wow, that's crazy. That that would have been, so my first year, I did not, I don't think you guys were open yet. Mm. Maybe Probably not. Probably not. I don't know if we were because know about you. I got certified somewhere else, which is why um, Silver Sister and I started talking because she, when she got certified somewhere in Tucson, she had a really nice doctor, and I had a crazy mean doctor, and and we were talking. We were like, well, why don't we just do it here? Let's do it at Tumbleweeds. And so we called her really nice doctor and said, come work for us, and she did. <laughs> That's how it started. So awesome. like, it was so awesome. It's like if you if you build it. So yeah, you build are it you? And they, uh, will come. they did. Are you partaking in anything this morning? Maybe some CBD even or? Um, I do add a little bit of CBD to my smoothie. Um, oh, so nice. I did do that this morning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, on my days that I um, am needed um, mentally, I don't partake because um, sometimes it just is a little too much for me and. Um, and it doesn't quite shake off towards the time that I need it to. And yeah. um, I get a little bit of more of a, a head, a, a head fog. Um, kind yeah. Of. And mm-hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not as sharp as I, as I am. Not ready for now, the world. Maybe yeah. that if there was a strain, maybe that I haven't found yet that um, would be able to do both. But um, I do take my edibles at night um, yeah. right before I go to bed. <laughs> And um, I do partake in an occasional um, a joint uh, in the evening time. Oh, yeah. Old school. Um, yeah. Old school. And uh, I do have my vape that um, if I'm not in the mood to smoke, I use my vape for that immediate relief. Um, I suffer from my, my sciatica has always been, mm-hmm. since I was a young, young kid, um, always just always a problem for me and um, restless legs, restless leg syndrome at night. And I find that the edibles help with that along with the CBD uh, really, really well. So I have a whole gamut of uh, cannabis products that I do uh, treat my, my injuries with and soreness and achy muscles and bones. And um, yeah, I've always absolutely. enjoyed it always enjoyed it, um, was prescribed a Flexerol, um, you know, probably about 10 years ago and, um, was on that for about two years, uh, feeling a pharmaceutical hangover every morning when I woke up. And, um, you know, I talk about that fog with the, a little bit of fog with the medical cannabis. This was full on. I couldn't even like, participate in some things because I was just so out of it and I was tired of feeling that way. Oh, absolutely. But I will have to say, sometimes you're a little bit of a lightweight with your weed. (laughs) I'm only a lightweight because I have to work afterwards, Bellstar. Bellstar has to tease a kid, cannabis kid. Well, 
unless it's Carmelicious, which you just know oh, that no. that's not a daytime and definitely not a no. daytime uh, sister and uh, I treat for cannabis kids. <laughs> yeah, oh no, no. That and something we're not really sure the exact name. We just call it Facebook because it slammed you. But we both took a hit of this one. They were like, oh my God, what the, you know, it was, we were ready to like lay down and take naps. It was just too heavy. And we were laughing because we thought, <laughs> well, you would have laid down and taken a nap. <laughs> you would have been down where the camp. Yeah, what you need is yeah. some green crack or some blue dream. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Oh, we had some but, patients um, used to come in. Remember, and they would play the guitar. They'd come in and be like, yeah, I'm on Blue Dream. I'm going to play the guitar all night. We're like, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for coming. <laughs> Thank you. Broken string. <laughs> we'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty nice. Good time. Yeah, but I am very happy that you guys were able, you guys uh, opened up and um, are able to help patients find the relief that they need or, you know, be able to point them in the direction of the, the relief that they need um, and get them that card that makes such a big difference here in the state of Arizona. You know, um, Bell Star, I know, has been talking about the, the bill that is um, looking at going to be on the ballot uh, in November. Um, we always tell everyone, please do your own due diligence. Please read mm-hmm. the bill. If you find mm-hmm. things in there that don't feel right to you, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. don't vote for it. You know, this is something that's going to stick with us for a long time. Once you get a bill in, it, it it's there. So, you know, um, yeah. it's harder to change things once it's in there. Uh, but just do look. If this isn't the right one for us, then we need to look at something else. But um, it's definitely something that we need to look at. And I started putting together a little list of um, the differences of the two initiatives. And I'm going to get that complete and put it on the website. But, you know, there are a couple differences that people are not going to be happy about. Um, You get in, in the legal program, you only get an ounce. And uh, for some people, that's really not a whole lot. Um, so, um, you also, they're, uh, they're introducing back in felonies and petty offenses and fines. So that's not a good thing. There's no employee protection. Employers can fire you if they want. Your THC, your, your edibles are going to be limited to 10 milligrams per piece and you can only have a 100 milligram packet. That's all you can get. Uh, no other businesses are allowed to, to, to get dispensaries. Uh, so you, if your mom and pops are out there thinking that you're going to just really easily open up a little shop when you each get to grow your six plants, which is, you know, a lot two two sets per household. So that's 12 plants per household. Uh, but you're not going to be able to go open a farmer's market and sell it. Um, you're not gonna be able to sell it to your friends or anything of that nature. You're not gonna be able to open a dispensary unless, unless, and these rules haven't even been completed yet, unless they decide to open some sort of, um, lottery but that's up to them um they're going to do their own in-house testing of their own medicine and testing here for the medical program by november has to be done by a third party third party testing mandatory um the the initiative is incomplete all the rules aren't even written first page right off the bat director of the program can take and spend gifts and bribes and do whatever he wants with the money that they get from the program as 
he, she seems fit. There's a lot wrong with it. And like Cannabis Kid said, read it. Um, because this is this is not going to benefit anybody except for the point oh 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 one percent of the people that want to grow. <laughs> so seriously, for seventy five bucks, you can still stay in the medical program and have your two and a half ounces, no jail time, employee protection, um, no limit on the it's THC. Totally worth it. Seventy five dollars, folks. Yeah, you can't. I mean, talk uh, about having your your rights. They're even limiting the shape of your edibles. They're not going to be, they can't be an edible or uh, animal or fruit shapes or, I mean, it's just, oh. I mean, I did that. It it, it is when they're getting down to this. They have have adult gummy bears, which I myself have bought. (laughs) But I never know if my vitamins are working. I don't know if it's a scam for my body or not. Uh, But they're really good. They buy yummy bears, and they taste just like gummy bears. <laughs> Supposedly, there's yeah. vitamins in them. But, you know, and uh, and they're, you know, they have orange-sliced orange shapes um, gummies out there for women or adults or whatever. I mean, come on. Like, the, the whole point is you have to be responsible enough to put medicine away and lock it up. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's a cupcake or a pill. You got you to gotta lock it up, you know? You got to be responsible for yourself. You can't do that. I mean, geez, come on. That's just ridiculous. So read the initiative. We read it on air. I feel like reading it again one more time before this whole thing uh, happens so that people are aware because I don't think that they are. Um, And maybe I'll start sending out email blasts and I will read it again. I'll read the newest one because it was revised because in the first one, they weren't allowing for deliveries. And people were like, whoa. And so they rewrote it, and so now there's some sort of delivery clause, I don't know. And, you know, who that was powered by, it was written by the dispensaries for the dispensaries. So, you know, anywho, we can rant and rave about that all all night long, all morning long. But um, we are going to get to um, Doug Fine in just a little bit here, since... uh, that seemed to work last time. You still with us, Cannabis Kid? I never know with this program. I, sh- <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> yeah, I never know. I hear silence, and I'm like, oh, that's it. We're gone again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whether or not we are or not. Um, so, yeah. So, you want to know what it's like to be a judge for a cannabis cup? Oh, my gosh. I found an article. I think we should read this one. Are you ready, folks? Here we go. Growing up a pot smoker, there were a few clear milestones I crafted somewhere amidst the haze in my head of what would make me feel satisfied on my journey with this plant. Meeting Cheech and Chong, smoking in front of the White House, visiting Amsterdam, finding real Thai sticks. The list goes on. The biggest goal on that list, however, and one I never thought I would actually reach, was judging an official High Times Cannabis Cup. For those who don't know. Sorry, that's your job. Oh, it is. Oh, I could do it. For those who don't know, the High Times Cannabis Cup is the world's leading marijuana competition, or Battle of the Buds, as I prefer to call it. Originated in Amsterdam in 1988 by former High Times editor Steve Hager, the Cannabis Cup has evolved into a globally recognized championship of the best cannabis products any given region has to offer. I like that. Although, it's evolved many times from in-house underground judging in Amsterdam in the late 80s and early 90s, the first American Cups 
focused solely on uh, medicinal products to the limelight-driven, expert-led competition of today, the Cannabis Cup, has moved through the ebbs and flows of the industry from prohibition to recreational legalization remains the title prize for the producers in the game. Typically, this award show would take place during one of the brand's high-profile Cannabis Cup events, which Bell Star was so lucky to have gotten the uh, opportunity to attend. And if you've not gone to a Cannabis Cup, bring snacks and a lot of protein and water. <laughs> it's a good time. Um, the touring festival type of celebration that brings hundreds of cannabis brands in to provide attendees a deep dive into the magic, uh, magical world of cannabis of marijuana, as well as performances from world-class musical talent like um, Wu-Tang Clan or Nas to celebrate the winners of the competition, as well as rally around the community's favorite plant. These events help spread legalization and fight the stigma, uh, the stoner stigma, for decades and have, have helped open minds of millions. So here's a flash forward today. With COVID-19 locking consumers in their uh, homes across the globe, High Times realized that there was a unique opportunity in front of them, an opportunity to expand this exclusive competition into a much more inclusive and informative way for the general public to learn about the best products <clears throat> in their perspective uh, regions, all from the safety of their own homes. Complete with a digital award show crowning the victors, High Times has figured out a way to pack all the information one would typically gain at their festivals without needing anyone to leave the house. And just like that, High Times Cannabis Cup People's Choice Edition was born. Its idea is simple. Let actual <clears throat> decide what the best products in their region are. If you're reading between the lines, let me just confirm for you the opportunity to judge a cannabis cup is coming your way. So here's the process. <clears throat> and this sounds really interesting. I think maybe we should get in on this. We should have a Weed Day Wednesday uh, cannabis cup judge. Um, so most recently, the competition has rolled out like this. Uh, 30 leading connoisseurs of each product type, from indica, sativa, and hybrid flower, all the way to edibles and topicals from each region, would receive a kit of blind samples from dozens of brands in their area. The judges would then try all those products and rate each of them on a one-to-five scale, judging their look, feel, aroma, burnability, and effects. There's also a fill-in-the-blank portion for thoughts from the judge on the entry. These categories vary slightly by product. For example, there's no burnability rating for edibles. Uh, really? Uh, it has been replaced with taste, but you get the idea. Normally, judges would receive between 7 to 30 uh, days to judge their kits. The actual judging process varies depending on the typical rituals of each judge, but for me, as a joint guy, it's pretty standard. One, crack open an entry and huff those beautiful fumes for a few minutes, <clears throat> get thoroughly acquainted with the aroma. I personally am on by unique uh, i'm turned on by unique terp profiles but it's hard to beat some good gas Two, report aroma findings three spend the next few minutes admiring the look and feel of the bud is it trim well how dense is it does it look like top shelf remember this is the battle of the buds after all i myself don't start would grab my microscope and take a real deep look four report look and feel findings five next i'll grind up the entry and fashion it into a j after it's rolled I'll dry toke it a few times to get a flavor. Once I'm satisfied, uh, there, spark up. Six, report burnability findings. <laughs> Seven, enjoy the buzz. And after a few minutes, start to think, hmm, do I feel particularly sedated or stimulated? Does this feel better or worse than normal? <laughs> Anything different about this feeling? And eight, guess what? 
Report the findings. Uh, nine, this is my favorite part. Detail your thoughts. Obviously, you'll be a bit more excitable than normal, but do your best to jot down as expansive notes as possible for the producers of this product. Sing its praises. Let them know what you think could have been better or simply let them know you thought it was standard, but this is an opportunity for you, the consumer, to impact the product you see on the shelves. If you've got a great idea for how a brand can stand out, Here's your op to tell the idea directly to the creator, uh, the creators of the product. And ten, repeat as necessary. <laughs> Knowing that <clears throat> getting through an ounce of product will take time for the general consumer. High Times has established the maximum judging period of 30 days for the upcoming People's Choice competition. The results are then pooled together across judges, and High Times provides trophies and bragging rights to the top three ranking entries in each category. This may not seem like the absolutely insane big deal that it is, but let me tell you, winning this award has propelled <clears throat> brands into the stratosphere, taken strains from the unknown into household names. There simply is no bigger crown in cannabis. This is the Oscars of cannabis, and you are at the Academy. Want your turn? Sounds amazing, right? What's not to love? Well, the best, here's the best part. If you think you can hang, high times want you. Unlike the past, uh, cannabis Cups, High Times has massively increased the judges' pool for this competition from 30 to 227 judges per category. That's right. <clears throat> All of the brands has, uh, have entered this competition have put up a half a pound of product for their chance at the crown, and you have the opportunity to help get them there. If you think you've got what it takes, head on over to CannabisCups.com slash apply to register and stake your claim. Warning, by purchasing a kit, you are agreeing to fully judge all the products included in the kit in order to ensure the legitimacy of our competition. If for any reason you do not complete the entire judging process, you will not be allowed to participate in the future. We're essentially voting products into the Hall of Fame, so please take this seriously. P.S. Uh, we're taking this format on the road and we'll be landing in a city uh, near you shortly. Confirm dates and schedules below. Keep an eye out for announcements coming soon. Michigan, NorCal, and SoCal. Uh, Oklahoma and Colorado kits on sale in Oklahoma, uh, went on sale two days ago, folks. And in Colorado, they go on sale, uh, six So get in there kids and get to judging you darn right. Bell star and Candace kid and silver sister putting wraps in right now. <laughs> That's fantastic. Woo -hoo. Woo -hoo. You want to know what else is fantastic?
But shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies next. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pizzas are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEAs would be like, ah, oh, they got volcanoes. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plant illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers They'd be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. Welcome back to We Stay Wednesday, everybody. May 20th. Mm-hmm. If you're in. Um, and we were reading what it was like to judge a cannabis contest. And I called um, Cannabis Kid on the break and I said, um, we're all going. That's it. We're, we, everybody get your applications out. We're filling them out. We're going to judge this. We don't have to go anywhere. It's a great thing. I wonder how much a kit costs. But so far, it's only Oklahoma and Colorado. Um, but I, I, bet they're, I bet they're kind of pricey if you, if you've got a whole bot, bunch of samples, I bet it's kind of a pricey kit. I would imagine a few hundred dollars, at least. I would think. What do you think, Kano's kid? I think that's an expensive uh, one, huh? Could be. Yeah, but it'd be fun. Um, what's that? I said it'd be fun, though. Oh, I think it'd be well worth it. Completely well worth it. Um, let's see if we um, can find out where we were leaving off. Uh, with our Doug Fine story, um, American Hemp Farmer. We were in the process of reading that. Let's see if it went back to where we left off, because <clears throat> I didn't change it. 
uh, let's see. Uh, let's see if we're going to go. Okay, so uh, this is American Hemp Farmer Adventures and Misadventures in the Cannabis Trade by Doug Fine. All right. Let's see if it works. Okay. So. Efficacy might reside not necessarily in the sheer number of milligrams of CBD in your tincture, but in the interplay of many cannabinoids in ideal ratios. The next phase of industry morphing we're about to see will favor flexible, independent farmer entrepreneurs. As my Alaskan River Guide instructor taught me on the very first day of training back in 2004, learn to look three turns ahead. Mm-hmm. Folks looking for a quick start guide to capitalizing on the CBD craze, that is not three turns ahead. That is the moment you might well crash into the bank before the first turn, especially if you're relying on the temporarily inflated wholesale market. But this book with an open mind, ultimately absorbing the following message very carefully. Yes, the CBD market is predicted to grow to $1.65 billion by 2021 from $291 million in 2017. But as with previous gold rushes, independent farmers, the prospectors, won't be earning most of it unless we market our own products regionally rather than wholesale our harvests to glean whatever living far-off commodities markets dictate. For each of the past five years, Hemp acreage in the United States has more than doubled, a trend likely to continue for another half decade at least. But that means something only if the industry sets its baseline standards according to regenerative principles. Fortunately for humanity, hemp's return coincides with and informs the reawakening of a global awareness that the earth is a system like a store shelves. Barring space mining or our evolution into some kind of pure astral awareness that obviates the body's needs, our planet's continually renewed resources are the only possible source of restocking everything that keeps the species surviving and thriving. Amen. Vermont, one of the states where I cultivate, has focused its hemp program policy on independent small acreage farmers since before the 2014 federal farm bill provision. The state's hemp administrator, Terry Jaguer, is on message in his awareness that our best strategy for farmers, climate, and the long-term economy likely resides in a biomaterials economy, one based on regeneratively grown plants, algae, and other God-given supplies. The monoculture era hasn't been working out for farmers or the planet, Jaguer said. Synthetic pesticides and herbicides tend to only work for a while. Mm-hmm. He's right. The 2019 United mm-hmm. Nations report found that 22% of the 2.7 degree Fahrenheit temperature increase the planet has experienced in the past century and a half is due to outdated agriculture and forestry practices. <laughs> the term regenerative agriculture was coined by Bob Rodale in the 1980s as part of his Beyond Sustainable Farming Theory. Regenerative agriculture was necessitated, Rodell felt, by the small and declining amount of worldwide topsoil remaining at the end of the last century. Today, the term regenerative is both widely used and malleable enough 
that folks often ask me, do you mean sustainable, organic, recyclable, compostable, fair trade? <laughs> when I pepper a talk with wow. her, to which I answer, if in the course of your everyday business processes, what you're doing will be good for humanity's well-being generations down the line, it's regenerative. In my own hemp enterprise, regenerative practice means trying to be aware of my impact in everything I do, from cultivation to packaging to delivery. It means rebuilding as I produce so I can produce again. It includes practices like reduced fossil fuel farming and compostable packaging. Regenerative entrepreneurs are this book's protagonists. They already populate a substantial hemp industry niche. Independent farming might even be the largest component, one with a real chance to be at once the most lucrative industry sector and the one most essential for the survival of the species. The survival aspect is fairly easy to quantify. A growing body of research suggests that each cubic inch of topsoil we restore of the world's farmland sequesters up to 3 billion tons of carbon annually. And hemp's substantial taproots are absolutely stunning at creating the conditions that allow for the rebuilding of topsoil. We're all wise to root for an industry that helps with climate stabilization. If the regenerative farming mode catches on, farmers might even sequester sufficient carbon to buy us humans a crucial century to get our underlying infrastructural carbon over. The goal being to thrive rather than panic as we glide into the post-petroleum future. Living as we do in the era in which Merriam-Webster's Collegiate Dictionary added the term bug-out bag, there's no longer time for operational hypocrisy and greenwashing. For we'll import offshore CBD for a few years until we can afford to support local organic farmers. Or we'll make our packaging compostable when we have some money in the bank. We're all one fire or flood from having to bug out. Solutions to the climate crisis have to begin with the birth of every business. No enterprise I've encountered is perfect, and we don't need to beat ourselves up if we find ourselves plugging gaps as we go, but a fundamental commitment to running completely regenerative operations must begin at launch. The lucrative side is where the necessary win-win of regenerative entrepreneurialism resides. Independent hemp farmers are already showing that small acreage, farm-to-table products, are nearly always superior to mass-produced ones, Mm -hmm. the way fresh-squeezed orange juice beats frozen concentrate. Without that marketplace superiority, merely saving humanity would be a tough sell to folks entering the industry as economically stressed family farmers. The essential point is that regenerative values can still be entrepreneurial. Everyone wants to make a living. Also important to keep in mind is that hemp is merely leading the way in this wider migration back to biomaterials as our primary industrial feedstock. This decade's two farm bill provisions have released the first arrow of the coming regenerative biomaterials era barrage. Soon, if we're successful in our execution and messaging, the processes hemp's pioneers are developing will seed the industrial pipeline in areas well beyond one plant, and not just farming processes, but also enterprise structural processes like profit sharing and the values embedded in B corporations and co-ops and financial services processes, bye-bye crappy banks, 
<laughs> so thank a prohibitionist. By keeping this plant out of legal markets for three quarters of a century, he's handed us the opportunity to launch without the, but we've always done it this way, ball and chain. At the same time, <clears throat> the unleashed hemp industry is expanding and evolving so rapidly that there almost certainly will be a next hot apertree in play by the time this book comes out. To anybody thinking about hemp, on September 4th, 2018, I got a voicemail from 84-year-old Wendell Berry, author of The Unsettling of America and many other books. Berry, perhaps our greatest living farmer, philosopher, poet, was calling me because I had written him on hemp paper, of course, to invite him to speak at a hemp conference I was helping organize near his Kentucky home. Mr. Berry's message, related in his oscillating octogenarian timbre, is the primary theme of this book. Value-added marketing and control of production and distribution by farmers are crucial to our success. I've saved that voicemail, and here's a transcription of the meat of it. I would like to say to anybody thinking about hemp that if everybody grows it to sell to middlemen and wholesalers, it will eventually drive the price down, and you'll be in the same fix as the soybeans. So you need to be thinking about production control the way that Organic Valley has thought about it by marketing its own products as an outgrowth of the old tobacco cooperative program. In the 1930s, Barry's father and brother helped establish the Burley Tobacco Growers Cooperative, aimed at circumventing the exploitive middlemen who were keeping farmers poor by controlling prices. Also called the Producers Program, the co-op's existence overlapped almost completely with cannabis's 77-year prohibition. As tobacco fades, the model is ready to be scooped up by hemp farmers worldwide. In fact, there are already hemp co-ops active in Kentucky and Colorado. Barry's message is not just for hemp farmers. It resonates in my own remote ranching valley. When interviewing him for a national public radio story about declining water supplies in the American Southwest, I noticed that my neighbor, Dennis Chavez, an old-timer, had an entire orchard of gorgeous, nearly purple heirloom apples that date back to Spanish varieties. While I crunched into one, he told me about the day in 1976 when the regional supermarket buyers told him that all commercial apples in New Mexico would henceforth be coming from California. What a loss in taste alone, I thought. We had a fine little industry going here, Chavez told me. It disappeared overnight. That's when you realize the farmers aren't in charge of their livelihoods. We're working on that by listening to Wendell Berry and a couple of other prophets. This time, Dennis, the farmers are in charge. Relying on wholesale CBD is not a viable game plan for most independent farmers for reasons beyond even the coming fungible market price correction. In 25 years, CBD itself will be regarded the way the transistor is in the text today. <laughs> Very True. useful, a key building block in the early stages of the modern industry, but such a small part of the evolving picture as to be almost quaint, like the early video game Pong. So save a couple of your early bottles of expensive CBD. They'll be valuable collector's items one day. Now is the time to sidestep the CBD-only herd and explore the countless other opportunities that the hemp plant provides. Heck, CBD represents less than 1% of known cannabinoids, and the flower is just one of the 
four useful parts of the cannabis plant's architecture, alongside seed, fiber, and root. Mm-hmm. Flower entrepreneurs weren't even invited to most hemp industry trade group conventions until 2014. Mm. Now, CBD and such ancillary products as extraction equipment represents as much as 80% of the industry and three out of five booths bought at industry trade shows, according to Lizzie Knight, co-founder of the NOCO Hemp Expo. Given all that hemp has to offer, that's not a rational leap. That's a gold rush. That's a bubble. To look at it from another angle, from 8,000 years ago through 10 years, male plants or male parts of hermaphrodite plants grew in 100% of hemp fields. Today, they grow in 20%. As Mark Rinders, managing director of Europe's oldest hemp company, Hemp Flax, reminded me half a decade ago when I started researching hemp, Success in the early modern hemp industry comes to those who are constantly ready to pivot. That advice is probably a truism in any new industry, especially digital industry. When I interviewed Rinders at the Hemp Flax warehouses in Holland in 2013, his mechanics showered sparks on us as they frantically retrofitted the company's harvesting equipment in order to capture the strange new part of the plant, flour. So what is the wise if not churning out flour for the CBD wholesale market? For the answer, we turn to the great American artist and entrepreneur, Dolly Parton. <laughs> when I was a kid, I once heard her tell an interviewer something that's always stuck with me. Honey, she said, hips a shake finger a wagon. If you want to succeed, you've either got to be first, better, or different. Create your own specialty brand, in other words. Mm-hmm. Personally, I'm aiming for better with a little bit of different. By infusing the unusual flour I grow in the hemp seed oil pressed from the same crop and doing it in small batches, I think I've created a distinct product deserving of a bit of shelf space, as have many others. Yes, this book presents the thesis that the independent craft sector is already hemp's leading brand. But the fact is, none of us is the first into CBD. If you're a small acreage hemp farmer, someone else is going to supply Walgreens and the inevitable Coke CBD. What you can be is part of your region's organic valley, Ben and Jerry's, or Burt's Bees. In a world of crap options for most things, more and more people crave the real thing. Even in my product bottling, I don't let the customer forget that message for a second. The product is called Hemp in Hemp and has only two ingredients on the label. Hemp flour infused in organic hemp seed oil. I bottle it in three-ounce maple syrup jars that scream, grown and sold by the farmer. Mm. I work on it for 10 months and wholesale it at $50 a bottle. That wasn't the plan A of my initial group, by the way. We tried to find wholesale outlets for our first crop in 2016. Then I recognized that with tons of harvested seed and a seed oil press on the farm, we had a distinct advantage. Almost no one was infusing their flour product and seed oil let alone their own seed oil, 2016. That's because most farmers were and are cultivating sensimilla hemp, all female, from the Spanish for seedless. They were seeking flour with 10% or higher CBD only. Our hemp variety was a dioecious, male and female cultivar. 
These generally contain lower cannabinoid levels than female-only crops, but we harvested those tons of seed. Today, I'm so grateful I was forced into a farm-to-table product by the wisdom of Dolly Parton and Wendell Berry. Mm -hmm. So far, I've marketed hemp and hemp as a muscle, bath, and massage oil. Mm. Possibly because of my cultivar's entourage effect, possibly because of the slow infusion mode in hemp seed oil, I emerged from a bath infused with a quarter teaspoon of it, a gelatinous invertebrate. <laughs> so I can sing the product's phases as its genuine number one customer, which is important. The first small pressing of 750 bottles of hemp and hemp, aided by a lot of legwork over many months, eventually sold through. This is a craft model, hardly cores. Vertical integration, as economists describe it when you maintain local management, as your raw harvest works its way up the value chain to shelf-ready hemp merchandise, can be difficult to maintain at scale. Though if you do the math, a regionally focused several family enterprise that scales up to just 10,000 units at $50 per unit wholesale is making a fine living for its members. And I would argue such an enterprise is much more beneficial to the community where the independent families marketing it live than wholesale agriculture would be. That's because each step of the production process that an enterprise keeps local both before and after harvesting the hemp magnifies the economic impact on our communities by about three times. This is a very real economic concept called the multiplier effect. Say a group of farmers cooperatively grows and markets a hemp flower-based sleep aid at the retail level. The dollars that each co-op member is paid then recirculate in the regional economy, keeping more value on the home front than if the flower were produced from somewhere else. And that's before considering the environmental costs of transportation. The co-op gets its equipment repaired locally, and believe me, farm equipment requires a lot of upkeep. Its members eat at local markets, and pretty quickly, you see how $1 spent locally turns into three. <clears throat> Put simply, said Colin Murray, president of the American Independent Business Alliance, the multiplier effect creates more local wealth. Conversely, when someone buys fungible CBD isolate, as it sounds, this is CBD that is machine isolated from the hemp flower, grown who knows where for their hemp product, they're obviously helping the hemp economy but they're not helping the economy in their backyard as much unless perhaps they hire folks to bottle the product. That anonymous hemp was grown and sold to a commodities broker, a middleman, or in gold rush terms, the shovel salesman, right from harvest. He concentrates it into CBD isolate and sells it to a hemp product enterprise for a much higher price than the farmer ever sees. Today's farmers get about Three cents of every retail dollar from their crops, said Bill Althaus, co-founder of the Fat Pig Society Organic Hemp Cooperative in Fort Collins, Colorado. Our goal is a hundred cents less expensive. The broker couldn't care less about the rural farming economy. To a market trader, price is all that matters, not soil, not healthy communities, not farmer well-being, not sourcing regionally, not humanity survival. Thus, if there's one overarching message I hope will prove the takeaway from reading this book, it's that the end game for a thriving enterprise 
is not buyout by hedge funds or going public. It's regional investment in a farmer-centric enterprise that focuses on regenerative values as a core principle and business MO from cultivation to delivery. Easier said than done. One. Well, amen to that. Um, you have been listening to uh, Doug Fine here with me. Let me see uh, where we are at here. Uh, we'd say Wednesday, everybody. Thank you, Doug Fine. And Cannabis Kid, are you still with us there? I, I hmm. sure am, Bellstar. I've been sneezing my head off over here. My apologies. Um, allergies. I got these um, homeopathic allergy drops, and I thought they were going to be really – I didn't know it was homeopathic. I thought it was herbal. And uh turned out to be homeopathic, and usually there's not really a taste to it, so I've been taking quite a bit, but it's not working right now. <laughs> Doug has some really great points about, um, well, about everything, um, but it's important to always look ahead in the future. Uh, CBD is just, it's, it is a big craze right now, but there is a reason why, because it's working. But like I've always said, and we've always talked about this, um, I think <clears throat> potentiating the whole plant is a really good idea. You know, getting all the cannabinoids to be the best that they can be in their little circle of cannabinoids. And then whatever, you know, and that way every part of the plant is potentiated to its fullest. Um, and I think people are going to, and, and I think that's what Doug's product hemp in hemp is all about. It's, the whole plant in the whole plant. So um, I'm sure you could use that as a tincture, um, uh, but he uses it as a bath and body oil uh, for folks. But it sounds just absolutely lovely. It's farm to table. He literally farmed it, um, harvested it, processed it, and put it in the bottles and put it on your table. And that's really, really awesome. And that's something that I hope that we'll be able to continue to do uh, but uh, we will see. All right, Cannabis Kid. Uh, what is it? You're listening. You're all listening to uh, Weed Day Wednesday. And we're going to head on out here. And we thank you for listening. The show actually worked today. Yay. And Cannabis Kid, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to, to call in and be with us this morning. We love you. We wish you were here. You're welcome, Star. Love that you're here. <laughs> it was a pleasure being um, on air with everybody this morning. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And, and thank you, Bellstar. And Grand Island. And Silver Sister. Oh. We miss you. We love you. Yeah. And uh, we hope everything is going well over there. We're always sending love and prayers. And uh, be kind to each other, like Alan says. Remember, be smart. Be smart. Be safe. Be safe. And, and educate. educate. That's right. We love you guys. Be good. And uh, love go you, everybody. Go smoke smoke weed. some weed, everybody. Just smoke it up. Smoke it. <laughs> Tincture it up. Eat it up. Rub it all over your body. Just do it. <laughs> and have a great day. Have a great day, everybody. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>